0: Before I continue this marathon extravaganza celebration of the 337th anniversary of the birth of George Frederick Handel, I would like to remind you that these internet broadcasts are made possible by the vision and the generosity and the unflagging support of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture and its charming and charismatic Executive Director the remarkable Lin Yen. Now, please remember that the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture is a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut. It enjoys full section 501c3 status, which means that any gifts that you may decide to make to the foundation for the revival of classical culture are tax-deductible to the fullest extent that the laws permit. So... If you would like to make a contribution or even if you have already and would like to make an additional contribution please visit the main webpage of the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture at www.ff. Dot Please scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll see a tablet with the word DONATE on it. Please click on the DONATE tablet. You will be taken to a page that will provide you with all of the information that you will need in order to be able to make your fully tax-deductible contribution to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture. Thank you. With the Decca String Orchestra, William Primrose, leader, concertmaster, and Leslie Heward playing the 1790 broadwood harpsichord to realize the keyboard continuo. Ernest Alcimé recorded five and four-fifths of the twelve grand concertos opus six the Concerti Grossi opus six by George Frederick Handel so now let us have the remaining six plus a complete performance of the one for which Ernest may only provided four of the five movements. Let us begin with the Grand Concerto number no. 1 in G Major. This particular performance was recorded in New York City on January 22nd 1946 the ensemble the reconstituted Bush chamber players the version of his chamber players that Adolf Bush created in the United States after he immigrated at the beginning of World War two together with his family including his daughter and son-in-law, the pianist, Rudolf Serkin. In these performances, the concertino is made up of Adolf Busch and Ernest Drucker, violins, Hermann Busch, Adolf's younger brother, cello, and the continuo is realized at the harpsichord Yes, the harpsichord, by Mieczyslaw Rzehowsky. Mieczo, as many of you know, was a friend and a mentor, and he told me he didn't like the harpsichord. You can't tell that from his thorough, discreet, but accurate realization. Of the continuo part. He was a skilled realizer of figured bass. So here is the Grand Concerto, number one, in G major, opus six, number one, by George Frederick Handel. Started in New York City on January twenty second, nineteen forty six. Adolf Bush, directing his Bush Chamber Players, the American revived version of the legendary orchestra that he had established in Europe a decade or more earlier, and reconstituted after he immigrated to the United States at the beginning of World War II. He was joined by violinist Ernest Drucker to be the two violinists in the concertino. The cellist was his younger brother, Hermann Busch, and the continuo, was realized at the harpsichord by Mieczyslaw Orzhovsky. The next concerto that Ernest Ansemé did not record in 1929, when he made the first recordings of any of the 12 Grand Concertos, Op. 6, by George Frederick Handel, was number 5 in D major. This performance was recorded in New York City in the late 1960s. Alexander Schneider and his chamber orchestra, and of course Alexander Schneider, Sasha as we all called him, was a link to Adolf Busch because he also was someone who participated on an annual basis in the Marlborough Festival, which was established by Adolf Busch, his son-in-law Rudolf Serkin, Hermann Busch, the flutist Marcel Moise, etc., etc. In the recordings of the 12 Grand Concertos Opus 6, the Concerti Grossi Op. 6 by George Frederick Handel that Alexander Schneider made with his chamber orchestra, some of the best string players, freelance string players in New York, what an ensemble, the concertino Alexander Schneider and Felix Gallimier, violins, Charles McCracken, cello, the harpsichord Continuo, the Great Robert Conant, George Frederick Handel, the Grand Concerto, Number Five in D Major, Opus Six, Number Five. <laughs> George Frederick Handel, the Concerto Number 5 in D Major from the Twelve Grand Concertos, Op. 6. In that recording, which was made in the late 1960s, Alexander Schneider and Felix Galimir were the two solo violinists in the concertino, Charles McCracken, was the cellist in the concertino, the harpsichord continuo, Robert Conant. Alexander Schneider conducted his chamber orchestra. And what a bunch of crack New York freelance string players he brought together for that recording. Boy, it just absolutely sizzles. Now I'm going to play a second recording of the Concerto number 5 in D major from the Twelve Grand Concertos Opus 6. Um, they are generally thought of as being like the legendary Corelli Concerti Opus 6, which were extremely popular in England in Handel's day and for many years thereafter, that they were for strings only. Well, That's not exactly true. In England, there was a practice of doubling violin parts with oboes and cello parts with bassoons. And it always was concluded that because of the resemblance to the 12 Concerti Grossi Op. 6 by Arcangelo Corelli, that the rule didn't apply there. And then, in the middle 60s, a set of contemporary, written-out, oboe and bassoon parts for the Handel 12 Grand Concertos, Opus 6, numbers 1, 2, 5, and 6, were discovered. And the first time they were used in a recording was in the Pioneer period instrument recording of the Twelve Grand Concertos, Opus 6, that was made by the Scola Cantorum Basiliensis under the direction of its founder, August Fensinger. So I'm going to play number 5 for you from that recording. And in the concertino, the soloists are Ulrich Grayling and and Wolfgang Neininger. The cellist in the concertino, Hannah-Laura Müller. The continuo is realized at the harpsichord by Edivard Müller and Valerie Kagi, And, as I said, the ensemble, the Scola Basiliensis, playing on authentic instruments, is conducted, directed, by August Wenzinger George Friedrich Handel The Concerto number five in D major from the twelve grand concertos Opus six <laughs> George Frederick Handel, the Concerto Number Five in D Major, from the Twelve Grand Concertos, Opus Six, what we call the Concerti Grossi, Opus Six, in a performance in which the appropriate doubling parts for oboes, for the first and second violins in the ripiano, and bassoons for the cellos in the ripiano, are used. In the concertino, Ulrich Grelling and Wolfgang Neininger violins, Hannah-Laura Müller cello. The continuo harpsichordists were Eduard Müller, providing continuo for the concertino, and Valerie Kegi, Providing continuo for the Ripriano. The Schola Cantorum Basiliensis, playing on authentic instruments under the direction of its founder, August Wenzinger. For the concerto number seven in B flat major, opus six, number seven, I've chosen a recording that was made in Vienna some 65 years ago. The Vienna Symphony Orchestra, or rather the strings thereof, which means that one of the cellists was Nikolaus Hanancourt, are under the direction of the eminent, but unjustly forgotten, English conductor John Pritchard. The members of the concertino are violinists Walter Puschacher and Armin Kaufmann, and cellist Victor Gurlich. The harpsichord continuo is realized by the great Gustav Leonhardt. John Pritchard conducting the seventh of the twelve grand concertos, opus six, by George Frederick Handel number seven in B-flat major. Richard, conducting the strings of the Vienna Symphoniker, the Vienna Symphony Orchestra, in a performance of the Concerto Number 7 in B-flat major from the Twelve Grand Concertos, Opus 6, by George Frederick Handel. The members of the Concertino, Walter Puschacher and Armin Kaufmann, Violins and Victor Gullich Cello Harpsichord continuo the great Gustav Leonhard. The recording of the Concerto number eight from the Twelve Grand Concertos Opus six by George Frederick Handel comes from the first complete recording of the Twelve Concerti Opus 6, these recordings were made in London in 1938 by the Boyd Neal Orchestra conducted by guess who Boyd Neal the recording of number eight in C minor was made on February 18 1938 the Members of the Concertino Frederick Grinka and David Martin, Violins James Whitehead, Cello The Harpsichordist, Arnold Goldsborough. Concerto in C minor, the eighth of the twelve grand concertos, opus six, by George Frederick Handel. In that historic recording, part of the first complete recording, the first integral recording of the twelve concerti grossi, opus six, by George Frederick Handel, the concertino was... Frederick Grinke and David Martin violins and James Whitehead cello. The harpsichord continuo was realized by the great Arnold Goldsborough. The Boyd Neal Orchestra was conducted by Boyd Neal, in that recording which was made in London, England on February 18, 1938. For reasons that will be made clear in the next segment of this all-day celebration of the 337th anniversary of the birth of George Frederick Handel, I am going to defer concertos numbers 9 and 11 until the next segment. You'll understand why. So, now... Here comes number 10. This recording is very interesting. Don't recall quite how I got it, but I've had it for a number of years. Um, it is a joint production of Mercury Baroque and KUHF Houston Public Radio. It was released in September of 2009. Now, Mercury Baroque is part of a larger organization in Houston called the Mercury Chamber Orchestra, and it is very much an active and vibrant institution in 2022. They have a website. Just search it. It'll come up. In this performance... Of the concerto number ten in D minor from the twelve grand concertos Opus six by George Frederick Handel, you're going to hear all five movements. This isn't abridged like the Ansomme recording was, clearly because of 78 RPM side limitations. Although, as it happens, Ernest Onsermey was not the only conductor who omitted the third movement. Wilhelm Fortwängler did it always in his concert performances. But then again, what do I know? But personally, I think Wilhelm Fortwängler should have stayed as far away from the music of Johann Sebastian Bach and George Frederick Handel as possible. Harumph. Backed to Mercury Baroque. The Concertino Jonathan Godfrey, Oleg Suliga, Violins, Barrett Sills cello. The Harpsichordist is William Averill, and the Theorbo player is Daniel Zuluaga. So, here is Mercury Baroque, George Frederick Handel, the concerto number 10 in D minor, from the Twelve Grand Concertos, Opus 6, by George Frederick Handel, complete and unabridged. Yeah. George Frederick Handel, the Concerto Number Ten, in D Minor, Handel Verkaffets Eigens Number, three twenty eight, the tenth of the twelve grand concertos, Opus six, what we now call the Concerti Grossi, Opus six, in that performance, which was published, in Houston, Texas. In 2009. It was recorded there at the Wortham Center Cullen Theater. You heard Mercury Baroque playing on period instruments. The concertino, Jonathan Godfrey and Oleg Suliga, violins, and Barrett Sills, cello. The continuo, Theorbo. Daniel Zuluaga and harpsichordist William Averill. The conductor was Antoine Plante. As I explained earlier, I'm going to defer the concerto number 11 in A major until the next segment of this extended celebration of the 337th anniversary of the birth of George Frederick Handel until the next segment. Why I'm doing that will become abundantly clear. For number 12, I have chosen a recording that is a favorite of mine, but that drives the performance practice Puritans' bananas. They don't like this one, which was recorded, and I love this. In the Victoria Zal in San Moritz, Switzerland in August of nineteen sixty six the Concertino Michel Schwalbe first violin Hans Joachim Westphal, second violin Otomar Borvitsky Cello. The continuo group is immense. Fritz Helmis, harp. Friedrich Fischer, lute. Edith Picked Oxenfeld, second harpsichordist. And, leading, the strings of the Berliner Philharmoniker. From the first harpsichord, Herbert von Karian <laughs> "'the purists be scandalized. "'Let the performance practice Puritans have conniptions. "'I certainly don't give a damn, "'and I hope you don't either. "'That was a thrilling performance "'of the twelfth of the twelve grand concertos, Opus 6 by George Friderick Handel. "'The concerto number 12 in B minor, Händel Werke Verzeichnis Number Three Three Zero. The strings of the Berliner Philharmoniker, the Berlin Philharmonic, conducted from the first harpsichord by Herbert von Karajan. Continuo group, as I said, is enormous. Second harpsichord, Edith Pict Friedrich Fischer, lute. Fritz Helmus, harp. In the concertino, Michel Schwalbe and Hans Joachim Westphal violins. Ottomar Borvitsky, cello. Before I go on to the next segment, in which I will pick up the drop stitches of concertos numbers 9 and 11, from the 12 grand concertos opus 6 i'd like to remind you that these internet broadcast extravaganzas of mine are made possible by a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut the foundation for the revival of classical culture if you are enjoying this celebration of the 337th anniversary of the birth of George Frederick Handel, February 23rd, Old Style, 1685, New Style, Please remember that your tax-deductible contributions to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture help significantly to make these internet broadcasts a reality. If you'd like to make a gift, and I certainly hope you will, and if you've already made one, please consider making another one, go to the main webpage for the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture at www.ffr. C-C dot O-R-G and scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll see a tablet with the word Donate on it. Click on that tablet and you will be taken to a page that will provide you with all the information that you will need in order to make your tax-deductible contribution to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture, a not-for-profit entity in the state of Connecticut, which enjoys full section 501c3 status. George Frederick Handel was not only a genius, not only a virtuoso, he also was a consummate practical musician. In other words, he was in business. His business was making money as a musician, as a composer, as an impresario. And the activities that resulted in the creation of the Twelve Grand Concertos Opus 6 are reflective of this. As you know, I deferred playing numbers 9 and 11. And the reason for that is they are both closely related to two organ concertos, which were not really published in Handel's lifetime, at least not as concertos for organ with instrumental accompaniment. They came to be known over the years, as numbers 13 and 14, because the six concertos that make up the posthumously published Opus 7, about which I shall have much to say in the segment after this one, were considered the concertos numbers 7 through 12. Now, The Concertos Numbers 13 and 14 were published in one form in Handel's lifetime. There is a publication from John Walsh, published in 1740, shortly after the publication of the Twelve Grand Concertos, Op. 6, that are called a second set of organ concertos the first edition score is not an easy animal to find i know it took many many years to get one i do have one the first two concertos are numbers 13 and 14 just keyboard No accompaniments. However, still worth remembering that that's the way they were first published. Now, number 13, the one familiarly known as the Cuckoo and the Nightingale, for reasons that become quite clear when you hear the movement that quotes the Cuckoo and the Nightingale, Was the source for two movements in the concerto, opus 6, number 9. So, first, a performance of the organ concerto, number 13, The Cuckoo and the Nightingale. Now, this performance is of interest because the organ on which it is was built in 1749 to Handel's design by an organ builder named Richard Bridge. The instrument was designed specifically for Handel's friend and librettist, the super-wealthy Charles Jannins. It was built as a house organ. And, when Handel designed it, as he wrote to Jennings, no reed stops, because reed stops require tuning and maintenance to a much greater extent than the flue pipes do. I'm not quoting Handel exactly, just his sentiments. This organ miraculously has survived in essentially original condition and is now in the parish church of St. James in Great Packington in Warwickshire in England. The, if you will, family chapel and parish church of the family of the Earls of Aylesford who were related collaterally to Charles Jennings, who never married and had no children. So, in April of 1959, 200 years after the death of George Frederick Handel, the wonderful English-born United States organist E. Power Beaks recorded the organ concertos by George Frederick Handel and the six little fugues for organ, on this instrument. He is accompanied by the London Philharmonic under the direction of Sir Adrian Bolt. The concerto in F major, the Cuckoo and the Nightingale, is in five movements, Larghetto, Allegro, Organo ad Libitum, Larghetto and Allegro. About the ad libitum movements, I shall have more to say
1: later. <laughs> Thank you.
0: George Frederick Handel, the organ concerto in F major, quote-unquote number 13, known as the Cuckoo and the Nightingale, the first concerto in the second set, published by John Walsh in 1740. That is the version of that Handel himself used with orchestral accompaniment. The organist was E. Power Biggs. The London Philharmonic was conducted by Sir Adrian Bolt, in that recording, which was made in April of 1959, in the Church of St. James in Great Packington in Warwickshire, England. The family church of the Earls of Aylesford. The organ belonged to Handel's friend and librettist, Charles Jennings, one of the wealthiest individuals in England in his day, and the instrument was built to a design supplied by George Frederick Handel, who almost certainly played it. Handel recommended a builder named Richard Bridge. According to the plaque on the instrument, it was made by Thomas Parker, who learned his craft from Richard Bridge and was his successor in interest as an organ builder. So, six of one, half-dozen of another. Now, as I explained earlier... Handel reworked much of that concerto into what became the Ninth Concerto, also, of course, in F Major, in the Twelve Grand Concertos, Opus 6. Here is that concerto in a recording that was made by the Handel Festival Orchestra of Halle and der Zahle, under the direction of Horst Tanu Magraff. Conducting the Handel Festival Orchestra, Halle, in the concerto in F major, Opus Six, Number Nine, the ninth of the twelve grand concertos, the so-called Concerti Grossi, Opus Six, by George Friedrich Handel. The members of the concertino are sadly. Not identified fine players all on modern instruments, admittedly. I should mention that the underlying organ concerto, which I played for you earlier, was used for a performance uh, associated with one of Handel's oratorios in 1739, and the upcoming one, quote-unquote number 14, in A major, is associated with a revival of Alexander's Feast that Handel put on in 1739. The concerto, quote unquote, number 14 in A major, the second concerto in the second set, published by John Walsh, in 1740 is in five movements largo staccato then organo ad libitum andante grave concluding allegro you'll spot the movements that ended up in the concerto number 11 from the 12 grand concertos opus 6, when I play that for you. This recording of the concerto in A major was made on the organ of the Merchant Taylor's Hall in London in February of 1967. This organ is interesting. The major part of the pipework comes from an instrument that the great organ builder Renatus Harris built for the church of St. Dionys Backchurch in London in 1722, a Wren church that sadly was demolished in the 19th century. After a series of vicissitudes, the Renatus Harris pipes ended up in the possession of the merchant tailor's Association in London, and they were used in an organ that the great 20th century English organ builder Noel Mander, whom I had the honor of knowing, built for the Merchant Taylors' Hall in London in 1966. In this performance of the Organ Concerto in A., The organist is the great Simon Preston. The Menuhin Festival Orchestra is conducted by Yehudi Menuhin. The harpsichord continuo is played by Colin Tilney. George Frederick Handel, the organ concerto quote-unquote number 14 in A major, the second concerto in the so-called second set of organ concertos published by John Walsh in 1740, but, in fact, used by Handel with orchestral accompaniment and That is what you heard in that performance which was recorded in February of 1967 by the organist Simon Preston partnered by the Menuhin Festival Orchestra conducted by Yehudi Menuhin. Harpsichord continuo was played by Colin Tilney. As I remarked earlier, this concerto was used in a performance of Alexander's Feast when Handel revived it in 1739. The concerto became a quarry for the 11th concerto in the 12 grand concertos that we call the Concerti Grossi, Opus 6. So here is a performance of the concerto number eleven in A major that, shall we say, is of an interesting pedigree. This recording was made by the Orquesta de Cámara de la Escuela Superior de Musica Reina Sofia in Madrid during the 1996-1997 academic year. The members of the concertino are Vera Martinez Menher and Claudia Medina Violin and Frigges Fogel Cello. The Orchestra da Camera de la Escuela Superior de música reina sofia is conducted by the distinguished Spanish violinist jose luis garcia asensio <music>
1: Thank <laughs>
0: performance of the concerto in A major, number 11 of the 12 Grand Concertos, opus 6, by George Frederick Handel. That performance, which was recorded in Madrid during the 1996-1997 season, featured Vera Martínez Menher and Claudia Medina violins, and Frigas Fogel cello, members of the concertino, the delightful harpsichordist unfortunately is not credited, and the strings of the Orquesta de Cámara de la Escuela Superior de Musica Reina Sofia, conducted by José Luis García Asencio. And if that name sounds familiar, it should. He was for many years the distinguished concertmaster of the English Chamber Orchestra.